catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Friday morning, March 25th. I'm Julia Cooper, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Florida's largest Medicare payment vendor was fined nearly $9.1 million on Wednesday for failing to pay thousands of health care claims across the state. The total number of claims was over 100,000 and far more than the amount the company had previously acknowledged. I spoke with Fresh Take Florida's Christian Bausch about how this is impacting health care providers and families with critically ill children. In October of last year, the two largest Medicaid vendors, Sunshine Health and WellCare, they merged, and in response to that merge, there was a system glitch, which basically prevented providers from getting paid, and that turned into families, you know, being left without help because the providers had to close down or, you know, their claims weren't showing up. So in response to this, in this latest development, Sunshine State Health got fined um, $9.1 million over these software problems by the Agency for Healthcare Administration, which is also known as ACA, who basically found and detailed all the problems that occurred, and they have 30 days to show that these claims were being promptly, like, timely. Sunshine State originally said that by January 31st, everything would be back to normal and everything would be paid, providers would get paid, but providers who reached out during the first article and also after the first article, even past January 31st, they still weren't being paid. So this was kind of an issue all around. And so basically this fine is requesting that they did take care of that issue. So who were some of the people that were most impacted in this merger issue? So Sunshine and WellCare combined have contracts worth $31.6 billion, um, and this fine was $9.1 million. So although I can't speak on behalf of Sunshine, I can't imagine that 9.1 creates a dent in their pocket, if I'm being honest. So to answer your question, I think the providers, you know, this is a struggle for them. It was their businesses that were having to shut down or losing payments. So many providers were paying out of pocket. But even further down that line, you're looking at really vulnerable families who are relying on this state health care to, you know, it's not really about low income in some of these situations. It's about the fact that, like, this is the type of health care that's prescribed to people with Down syndrome or autism, people who just, like, who need at-home health or people that need special treatment when it comes to health. So although in this, like, most recent article it doesn't talk about the families that were impacted, if you look back at the previous reporting, you see that Anne-Marie, who her son was getting care from a provider who shut down, you know, she had to quit her job. She had to quit nursing school temporarily because she had to take on the duties of taking care of her son. So while it's like, even though it's a fine that can be paid off if that's what Sunshine chooses to do, there were still families that were impacted by it. And that's something that's not retroactive. I really think the bigger picture between of this whole glitch or merge or whatever is that on the other end of that, there are people who are, you know, everyday people who are suffering. Yeah. So one of the things that stood out to me about your article was just the sheer amount of unpaid claims that there were. Could you expand a little bit more on that? 
I think one thing that's really notable is the fact that when we had reached out to Sunshine State in the first article, they were saying like, oh, it's only 1% of the 9.2 million total claims, which is like 46,000 claims. But in this fine from ACA, we see that it's 121,000, a little bit more than that. The providers that I interviewed at first, when I told them that 1% number, they're like, you got to be kidding me. Like, it's definitely way more than that. But, you know, we're journalists and we try to stay open-minded about those things. But to actually see the number, I don't know, I, I guess it's it's either maybe they didn't know that it was that bad or maybe their system wasn't even telling them it was that bad. We don't really know because, you know, we called them many times after the original article and even to comment on the news that happened yesterday with the fine. And we don't really know why they said that number. But, you know, just from an observer's standpoint, that's significantly larger than the original number. So I just think there was a lot that got overlooked within the merge itself and even the aftermath of that. That was Fresh Take Florida reporter Kristen Bausch on unpaid health care claims. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. A new study examining water quality across the country finds that Florida is the state with the highest acreage of lakes too polluted to swim in. According to WLRN, the report was done to assess the progress of the Clean Water Act as it reaches its 50th anniversary. What it found is that nearly 900,000 acres of lakes are classified as impaired. This means that the water was found to have high amounts of fecal matter or other bacteria and low levels of oxygen that can harm aquatic life. Miami-Dade Black Advisory Board Chair Pierre Rutledge says that the Miami Beach state of emergency and curfew that was put in place starting Thursday night points towards the city's history of mistreating black visitors. The curfew and state of emergency were enacted after two shootings over the weekend. And according to the Miami Herald, critics say that the city still struggles with handling black crowds. Examples include attitudes towards Urban Beach Week, the killing of Raymond Harris in 2011, and Ocean Drive executive Mike Palma's leaked email calling black tourists, quote, classless, unbecoming, uneducated, and ignorant in 2019. Miami Beach Mayor Dan Gelber denied that the state of emergency was racially motivated. Property insurance prices in Florida are leaving people at risk of losing their coverage. According to WFLA Tampa, as the market gets smaller, remaining insurers have raised their rates. Some rates have even doubled within a single year. Despite this property insurance market crisis, state lawmakers ended the latest legislative session without passing any reforms. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Julia Cooper, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Friday.